Let's get into the considerable winners and the mammoth losers. And Maxi, let's start with you because you've identified a team that, as we know, has a very, very good home and away record, but things just seem a little bit different at the Geelong Football Club. That's right, man. I think we've got to highlight them this week because we're covering rounds 10, 11 and 12 and the Geelong Cats have gone 3-0 and in that time with pretty impressive wins to North Melbourne, who are obviously one of the bottom four teams, but then against St Kilda and Port, who are looking like finalists. Port Adelaide will be top four and St Kilda will be pushing for top four. So Geelong are third on the ladder. They're 8-4 with the best percentage in the comp of 138.5%. So percentage to me is a really good indicator of where you're really at and to see that they've got the best percentage of the comp. Their forward line is working exceptionally well at the moment. I've really liked over the last few weeks, Cam Guthrie and especially Sam Managola have seemed to step up. I think in the past, especially come finals times, Geelong have sort of been exposed for relying too heavily on their stars and that second tier as well as their bottom six sometimes doesn't stand up during finals times. So hopefully if Cam Guthrie and Sam Menegola can um, sort of support Dangerfield, Salwood and Duncan come finals time, their midfield is going to be in really good shape. They haven't rested Dangerfield. They've sort of sent him to just the goal square and play more time forward. That's contributed to their forward line looking exceptional. And they've also covered Salwood, who hasn't been in fantastic form of late. And the thing I like about Geelong is they look really strong across all lines, especially their forward line at the moment. Tommy Hawkins is over 30 and he's looking as good as he ever has. He's probably in career best form and that was probably one of his career best performances. Six goals, 17 disposals and 10 contested marks. Doing it against Port Adelaide, Gary Rowan has kicked seven goals in the last two games. They dropped to Savo Radagalia, which is sort of interesting to me because I thought he'd sort of helped Tom Hawkins, but it sort of it looked to me like he had more space and more room to move. And Gary Rowan, for the first time in a long time, he's had two pre-seasons in a row. So he's got more consistency in his body and he's moving really well. It will be interesting to me if they do have a look at Jenkins before finals. Mm. I'd like to see it, whether or not it works. I'm not sure, but I'd like to see it. Brian Myers is playing well. He's playing a bit more time through the midfield and obviously they've got Gary Ablett to come back whenever he does come back. Their back line looks very strong. It is interesting the role that they do play Blitzarves to me. If Blitzarves was in my team, I'd just be setting in at full back and forgetting about it. So mm. it's interesting the role that he plays. Sometimes he plays full back and sometimes he plays in the rock or even on a wing, which I personally don't really understand. The back line, nonetheless, looks pretty solid with Taylor, Colin Jasney, Stuart, Buse, and Henry, as well as Lockie Henderson, who's sort of Lockie made a Henderson comeback down magic. of nowhere. He was <laughs> so of, out of favour. I forgot he was even still playing. I was like, did, did Lockie Henderson retire a few years ago? <laughs> sort of come back out of nowhere, and he's playing well. Their midfield with... Menegola, Guthrie, Duncan, and then Salwood and Dangerfield look strong. It's just over the last few years, we've always seen that John have had a question mark over their ruck stock. So Stanley's playing okay at the moment. Will he be there come finals time? And do the coaches have the faith to go with him? I think they lost their patience with him last final series. So that's probably the biggest question mark on John at the moment. They don't have to go to the MCG this final series. So are they going to break their preliminary final curse? I'd like to see them do so. But um, to come, they've got Adelaide, the Bulldogs, SNM, Richmond, and Sydney. So to me, I've got them winning four of those games and a question mark on the Richmond game, which I think is a 50-50 game. They could potentially win all of those games and lock up a top two spot. So question mark on their finals record and whether or not they can break that this year. 
Maxie, that is a very comprehensive analysis of the Cats. We mentioned Tom Hawkins is in career best form. It's unbelievable to believe that Tom Hawkins has never won a Coleman. This is probably his best chance to get that accolade under his belt. So we've seen the rise of Geelong and we've also seen the very surprising rise of Melbourne after they were described as soft as butter by their president. They have returned to form, albeit They had very, very easy opponents, but they bet Collingwood over the weekend and Frizy, can they make finals? Well, I think it's a good chance now, guys. We see them currently in the eight as it stands. Their strong percentage just gives them the edge over the Bulldogs and the Giants there. Look, they're finally firing. You might say it's the best they've looked since 2018. The turnaround is no coincidence since those comments. They've sort of backfired a little bit already. Huge win over the Pies on the weekend. We know that they've got their struggles and that's been talked about a lot. But I think this is a more accurate representation of where Melbourne should be given the list profile and what they would be wanting to achieve. We've seen just during the week that they've decided they're going to sort of manage Max gone through. He's got a little bit of soreness there and whatnot. They've got the option in Big Prusy, who we finally get <laughs> uh, a look at. That's right. You almost sort of forgot they had him on their list there. So now it's certainly come in handy. I think they could well make it. Probably between them and a couple of other sides for that seven to eight mark. But they might just be getting things to come together when it counts. Absolutely, Frizy. It's incredible. Only about three weeks ago, we were talking about Melbourne having to change their coach, having to look at trading players like Angus Brayshaw because they had a like-for-like in the midfield. And now we're seeing Angus Brayshaw almost recapture his 2018 form and you're seeing their forward line finally functioning. I mean, what has been the most pleasing aspect of the Demons for you? You're so right in what you say. You've nailed it. These guys, um, you're talking about the Petrarcas and the Olivers of this side. They've had a few big weeks. The thing that might really help their chances is that they might just be all hitting a nice patch of form at the right time. So certainly be dangerous if they manage to sneak in, I think. 